show. I'm Chris Oldcorn. Today we're going to be talking about Algoma Public Health in a moment, but I do want to let you know that this Thursday for my show at 7 p.m., Thursday at 7 p.m., I'm going to be doing a show about Algoma Public Health specifically and how they're actually communicating to the public. I strongly advise that you come and watch that. Uh, you can watch it online through the sueonline.com uh, webpage. You can scroll down and see on TV. You can also click on the on TV live stream and watch it there. You'll also be able to watch it on Facebook Live the next morning uh, at 7 a.m. as well. And it will be put on YouTube. But first, I want to talk about the latest case here in Algoma. Now, Algoma Public Health, uh, late Thursday night, uh, brought out the 10th case that we have. Uh, and gave us less information than the previous few cases that they had already been giving us less information than the cases before that. And so all we know about this person is that they're in their 60s, there's, they're a male, and they were in close contact and also did international travel, and they were tested on April the 3rd, and they are self-isolating. However, they didn't tell us anything about their international travel. Previous people we've known, oh, this person was drove back from Florida. Oh, this person flew into the Chippewa Airport in Michigan. Oh, this person went over for the day in the Michigan. Oh, this person was in London, UK, flew back, flew into the Sudbury Airport. We know a lot about the others in terms of at least where they traveled. We don't know where they're located in Algoma. Uh, I mean, we do know there's three cases in Elliott Lake, but we didn't find that out from Algoma Public Health. We found that out from Elliott Lake. So this Algoma Public Health is giving us even less information now than they were on the ninth case. And also something they do, and this is a communications trick and a PR trick, is that you release information after all of the journalists have stopped working for the day, so then they kind of misses the news cycle on the Friday, and then you get to push it to Saturday, uh, and then people start to not pay much attention to it as they would have had they announced it at 3 in the afternoon on Thursday. And this is a pattern with Algoma Public Health. They, every single case they have released, they have released at a time that is the least likely for people to actually be watching for that type of information, both people in the public and then also uh, journalists as well. Uh, and I'll be going into how they use their communication strategy to not actually inform the public Thursday at 7. Now, let's look at the Ontario government. Uh, I'm very impressed with Doug Ford uh, and the people around him in this coronavirus outbreak. And one of the reasons I'm, and a new thing I'm very, very much impressed with is the uh, health database that they are about to start uh, to create. And it's called PANTHER. Uh, it stands for Pandemic Threat Response. And this is what it does. The PANTHER system is going to take artificial intelligence and machine learning uh, experts, put them together, uh, and use the health data that they can uh, gather onto a secure platform. Now, what is the type of information that they will be gathering? Uh, for example, how many tests happen in a certain area of COVID-19? Uh, and they'll be able to do that and actually be able to pinpoint possible outbreak locations. So this is what the Panther system is supposed to do. This is sort of like the broad generalization. Uh, detect uh, COVID-19 cases um, and where future outbreaks might occur. That's very important. Uh, if we can see, they can take data that we already have and then look at that data and look at similar patterns elsewhere in the province, they can actually predict where an outbreak might occur and move in quicker to stop that outbreak. Uh, it will uh, identify the risk factors for people who are part of vulnerable populations. Who, are, who is a vulnerable person? Well, the elderly would be for one, 
people who have, uh, let's say, uh, respiratory problems, uh, people who are handicapped, people who are, are already vulnerable uh, so that they might not be able to fight back against COVID-19 as well as someone who is healthy. The other thing is, is that it's going to assess the prevention and the treatments that we're testing to see, okay, what is working and what is not working. That's extremely important. Uh, and then also to, it will be able to predict the demand on healthcare systems across the province. So let's say they're pick, they pick up like a, an outbreak starting somewhere, they know, okay, we got to ship so many ventilators to that hospital uh, so that they can have enough ventilators in their ICU for the outbreak. Those are all very important things um, for us to look at uh, to try and contain COVID-19 and also to understand where it's coming from and to be able to contain it. I'll be back in a moment. And welcome back. Angus Reed just came out with a poll today. Uh, we just had Easter this past weekend. Unfortunately, we couldn't spend it with our family because we were all in self-isolation uh, in our own homes. So I'm sure many of you had uh, Easter over Zoom or Skype uh, or had a Seder as well because it was Passover week um, and used digital means to do it. And I hope you did because if you didn't, we're going to possibly see another rise in cases in 10 to 12 days from now when those people who get exposed would then uh, start showing symptoms. However, Canadians, according to Angus Reid, are eager to see their family again. I know, crazy, right? All of a sudden, everybody wants to see their family and friends again uh, because they can't. And so Angus Reid looked at, okay, how, what, what are Canadians feeling about what's going on? How long do they think it's going to last? What do they miss the most? And 41% of Canadians, or basically two in five people, expect that this COVID-19 situation will still go another three to six months before life gets back to normal. Uh, and also, 43% uh, expect it to be longer than that. So in total, basically 84% of Canadians believe that COVID-19 will last at least another three months to over six months before our lives are returning to some sort of new normal. The other thing, too, is, is that half the people are actually looking forward to hugging someone that they haven't been able to see. Maybe it's your parents. You know, this weekend I wasn't able to go to my parents' place for Easter. Um, that People are actually missing being able to hug their loved ones that they don't live with. Also, uh, one in three people are actually uh, can't wait to hang out with their friends outside of their house uh, to be able to go back out in public, go out to dinner, uh, and just have a good time with their friends even if it's just going out for a beer somewhere. Now, this is uh, w the question they asked was, when things get back to normal, whatever that is, what are you most look looking forward to doing? And so it came in order of hugging friends and family, reconnecting with people, going to a restaurant, cafe, or bar, going back to work. Roughly 16% of people are looking forward to going back to work. Um, and going on vacation at uh, also uh, at about 16%. On the lower end of the scale, it's actually watching live sports and things like that, uh, and going to the gym and fitness classes. A lot of people are basically just interested in being able to see their friends and family again, and then go out in public with them as well. Now, we now in Canada have a uh, rapid COVID testing kit. Um, it was just approved on the weekend. The company is Spartan Bios 
science who are the ones who created the kit. Now it's not as fast as the kit that they're using in the States that's a five minute test. This one takes about an hour, but it doesn't involve the large, uh, there's a large machine that they have to use. It's called a PCR uh, and it's only in major centers where they have these uh, machines. So if you have a test done in Sault Ste. Marie, for example, it has to be sent uh, down to Toronto where they have uh, one of those PCR machines. This new machine can be used in rural areas uh, such as uh, Sault Ste. Marie and uh, you know, all over Northern Ontario and other places where uh, it takes a while to get the test to the test center and then get the results. This kit is actually starting to ship today to Ontario, Quebec and Alberta Those are the and the federal government. Those are the first four who are getting shipments of this new kit. This kit means that in one hour they can tell you if you're negative or positive. The other thing about this kit that's very important is that it can do 10 to 15 tests a day. So if you have a few of those kits, you can easily do up, up to you know, 50, if you have three of those test kits, you're, you're gonna be able to do about 45 tests a day. Um, if we could do that here in Algoma, that would be fantastic uh, because we are really only testing, we're not even testing 45 people a day right now. So that's an important thing. Now, the last thing I wanna to talk to you about is how are you spending your time differently than prior to when the COVID-19 pandemic started? Here's what we know uh, about the major websites. Uh, Facebook is up 27% in terms of their traffic, Netflix is up 16%, and YouTube is up just over 15%. Um, and then that's on your computer or your laptop, the act going to the actual websites. Now the actual apps, Facebook is also up about a percent, Netflix is up only slightly, not many people are watching Netflix anymore on their phone than they did before, they're actually watching Netflix uh, through the website uh, or through um, their, their TV. Uh, and YouTube actually, YouTube videos have actually gone down on the app, but they have gone up uh, when people are using their computer, their laptop, their tablet, and so on. So that's very interesting how people are changing their behaviors. We'll be right back after the break. And welcome back. Thank you for watching. We just got our numbers in for the Algoma Public Health today. We are now up to 895 people tested. We're still at 10 positives and we're waiting for the results for 144 people. We also now have the Ontario numbers as well. We have 17 new deaths and 421 new COVID-19 cases. Now, uh, one thing that we shouldn't mention here is that the number of hospitalizations has gone up However, the amount of people in the ICU and people in the ICU on ventilators has actually stabilized. Uh, so we don't have any issues right now with having enough ventilators in the province for people suffering from COVID-19. Uh, Doug Ford said last week he wants 13,000 uh, tests done a day. Uh, right now, the most they've done was uh, about five, just over 5,000. Uh, he wants it at 8,000 by Wednesday. We'll follow that, see how that's gonna go. Also, we ha now have uh, 89 COVID-19 outbreaks at long-term care homes across the province. I'm Chris Oldcorn. This is The Chris Oldcorn Show. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at Chris Oldcorn, and you can listen to an audio version of this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, and other podcasting platforms. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. on Special Report. Have a fantastic evening.